You hit like a girl who never learned how to hit. Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and we are in deep on season 10, Mm. and it's still going well, like with these weird little like non-canon, not canon, non-like meta plot Monster of the Week episodes, but like this side character definitely has the same problem Dean's going through. (laughs) Like, Yeah. They're they're working for (laughs) me better than they have worked for me in previous seasons, Chris. For sure. This this one's definitely... They're really flirting with Dean's issues in in a good way because I mean, when the main villain isn't yellow eyes or an actual like physical person, it's a thing attached to Dean. They have to they have to do, be more creative with it, and you know they've they've tread this kind of ground before, but I think they're they're doing a good job of it this time around. Yeah, I'm having a good time, and of course, this episode has the return of one of our favorite characters of all time. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into the main part of the episode, let's say thank you to all of the patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week. I did not do any homework, so my most recent page our most recent patron is Kathy. I'm pretty sure I've missed some people in between there. I will try to go back and get them Shout later. Out. Shout outs to Kathy though. Uh Kathy donates a couple of bucks a month. She gets access to our Discord server, although she hasn't joined yet. Shame, shame, Kathy. Shame, yeah. shame. Yeah. Um they, you can also get access to episodes early. You can get exclusive podcasts that we have done on various topics, and you get the opportunity to tell me and Chris what to cover in our Monster of the Week presents episodes. Thank you for everyone doing that. And again, that's patreon.com slash monster of the week. Chris, please tell me what's been happening in season 10. I have forgotten. All right. Well, you know, I used to have more fun with these. It's been a while. I've been going kind of straightforward because I get embarrassed by my own bullshit. Anyway, uh, after torturing some info out of Marv, Sam and Dean continue to struggle against the Mark of Cain and search for a way to defeat it. Rowena uh, sows discord in Crowley's hell and Castiel works to help set Claire on her own path. Uh, while they may be alone in their fight for now, the boys have had help from many different people over the years, including Charlie Bradbury, who, until now, was believed to be on an adventure somewhere in the world of Oz. Okay, that sounds like way too much like what I'm about to read. Yeah, well, <laughs> skip it. Okay, <laughs> we are covering Season 10, Episode 11, There's No Place Like Home. This was written by Robbie Thompson, directed by Phil Segrecia. This came out January 25th, 2015. We're getting close to 2019, Chris. I'm getting a little worried. Oh, Charlie no. returns from Oz. Sam is scanning the internet for suspicious paranormal activity, a.k.a. Watch, watching YouTube videos on world star hip-hop, and yeah. comes across a video of Charlie beating up a distress... Di- di- I mean, this is is what you would find on world star hip-hop he's, right? he's on yeah. he's on creepy wikipedia pages and he's on world star white girl white girl beats up the da <laughs> he's yep. defenseless yep. like that's that's yep. yeah anyway um comes across a video of charlie beating up a district attorney dean suspects she's back from oz and hunting on her own assuming the district attorney must have been a demon when they do mm-hmm. find charlie they are shocked when they t- when she tells them why she really came back from oz 
Um, I like this because I always copy the uh, guest stars stuff into here in case we need to like reference somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says Felicia Day is the only guest star because all the rest, rest are co-stars. But Felicia Day as Charlie Bradbury, parentheses, good and dark. <laughs> just, oh. It's the way that I like my Charlie Bradbury. It's just like I like it's my chicken. It's so funny when, good they, when and they, say, <laughs> they say dark Charlie. And I was like, why is that kind of funny? I was like, I don't know. Is it because it's close to dark chocolate? Like, I, it was just something about it that was just very funny the whole time to me. <laughs> So we start uh, with, as we always do, uh, for those people that are, aren't watching Netflix, with the then segment, mm. uh, which explains I wouldn't know anything about that. Charlie is. It explains uh, Dean having the mark. It explains that Charlie wanted a quest and ran away to Oz. And then we start an external shot of a very nice house. Inside the house, a man is running away with his hands tied. Uh, yeah. He trips in the yard over whatever. He's bloodied. He's obviously been beaten. Out of the shadows comes Charlie. Looking like a fucking badass with a tight yeah. ass leather jacket and some tight leather pants, and uh, is threatening to torture this dude if he doesn't give up the info. Yeah, this guy's getting totally um, owned, as the kids yes, say. 100%. And this is this is the first of many of my girl with the dragon tattoo references in my notes. Mm-hmm. Done it before. Everyone knows I like those books. I just finished the third one again recently. Uh, and then Dean just calls that out later. I was like, yes. "Oh, word, same, yeah, yeah. same, Dean." <laughs> they, um, and they've already used up on a previous Charlie episode. Like that—that that was, I think, when we were the second yeah, the time. Girl we the, the girl with the, the dragon tattoo. tattoo. Yeah, which is very good. Have you seen any of those movies, by the way? I, I've seen uh, I've seen the American one a couple times. Yeah, I've I don't I've maybe I saw the first Swedish one. The uh, the I've watched all three of the Swedish ones. Apologies if there's more since, but I saw that original trilogy and they're all really good. The books are fantastic. Like, well, definitely the best yeah. way to experience that story. But the uh, you know they're writing more of those books too. Like I saw that I was in a bookstore yeah. in Portland and it was like the the next one in the Kick the Hornet trilogy and it's like such and such written by such and such and I'm like you know that dude like died in a weird way. Like why yeah. did y'all just keep doing this? He fully died. Um, yeah, it's weird. I did pick up those books. I haven't read them. I'm, I'm on the fence about whether or not I'm going to do that. I own them, so we'll see what happens. We uh, go back over to the bunker where Dean arrives at the lore table. That's what we call this now, right? This is the that's lore the lore table. table. Yeah, that's yes. Um, Some people have a dining room table. Mm-hmm, Some mm-hmm. people have a, a an end table. Yep. Some people have a lore table. And he arrives with what could only be egg white omelets. And mm-hmm. then uh, Sam is like, wow, these look really good. And he's like, you're a fucking dork, Sam. Eat the food that I just made yeah. you. <laughs> Eat the shitty food, you stupid, shitty little brother. Stupid, shitty, weirdo health freak that I mean, like, you're probably going to live 80 years longer than I am because I am such a shit bag. Although, yeah. I mean, if your boyfriend is an angel, I guess you don't really have to worry about your fucking cholesterol anymore. He'll be fine. Right? He's had yeah, his yeah. clock reset so many times. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Dean, is he's trying to be healthy. He's trying to cook eat better he's sleeping he's not drinking alcohol that's huge um because he's like my body is clearly like going through something i'm under the influence of this mark i can at least try other methods to kind of like make myself a little bit better not really have any luck with it so far neither are they having any luck tracking down any more info uh on the mark or or following along with um metatron's clue that he gave them last time also, um, Sam absolutely loves this omelet. Like he is, yeah. he is in heaven. That I mean, not 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 real heaven, like the fake heaven in Sam's mind, but the better sure. heaven, if you will. Um, Where and, yeah, he's he's un, unsocked and socked. Yes, exactly. At will. Uh, Dean, At will. however, hates this. He th- feels like that's going to be like a running theme in this episode, uh, or a running bit rather, where Dean tries the stuff that he is make, make that that tries the healthy food and does not like it. You guys like that bit from Tim the Toolman Taylor when he has to eat a, a <laughs> eat a eat a bit of lettuce and he's like rawr, 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 rawr. that's that's a funny bit right like that's a good yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. tim yeah. the Toolman taylor invented that y'all go, go look it up wikipedia right now i dare you 
<laughs> so Sam Sam is on World Star. He finds the footage of Charlie beating up that DA. Um and she also attacked a court stenographer, we find out. Mm-hmm. So as you said before, Dean is like, dude, she's she's gotta be hunting. He tries to give her a call. He he calls her and it's like still ringing and then he hangs up and he goes, She's not answering. Um, <laughs> like, let it go to voicemail. She's in God, dude, leave her leave her send her a text, dude. Give her a minute. She could be driving. I don't know. It's Sometimes go- I can't get to my phone. <laughs> not everyone can answer the phone right when you call them. Sometimes people are busy. She's not answering. <laughs> she must be dead. She he, he, he hits that speed dial, it's like brum, brum. she's not answering. And Sam's like, What, dude? It's been one second. Um so yeah, the, he he thinks she's got to be hunting. Obviously, Charlie's not just like attacking random people. Um, and he's saying like, you know, how many times like look look at us from the outside. I think that maybe it isn't said here, but this sort of notion comes up a few times throughout the episode of you know if you look at what we do from an outsider's perspective, we must seem like total nut jobs. And I'm like, hey Dean, looking at it from the inside, you look like total nut jobs too. But yeah, like, yeah, totally. Yeah, you guys don't look any sane even if you know the, even if you know the context. Chris, we forgot to talk about something. The katana in the background? I mean, yes, but I just, like, I assumed me and you were going to text about that later. Like, I was, I, was, I didn't realize that was podcast material. I thought that was private okay. Chris and Jeremy. Okay. Jeremy material, if you were. Is that the uh-huh. first time we've said that on the podcast? Probably. Um, it's probably come up before. Um, no, no, no. The lore montage. Like between Sam saying <laughs> yes, he hasn't yes. found anything, and then and then uh, finding and then going to because he's so bored with trying to look up lore stuff that he goes to World Star Hip Hop. Um, he it's just a whole lore montage of just shots of you know Dean like reading a book and Sam mm-hmm, in the background mm-hmm, also reading mm-hmm. a book. <laughs> I also skipped the part where like the scene begins with Sam. He's talking on the phone with Cass. And he's like, okay, yeah, keep looking, and then he goes to hang up, and then he brings the phone back to him, he goes and he is Cass. Thanks, and then he hangs up. <laughs> such a weird thing to do <laughs> like sam is like sam knows that dean is inconsiderate sam thinks that he himself is not inconsiderate even though he very much is um so he's trying so hard to be like oh wait right that that's right cassiel thanks <laughs> okay <laughs> good job sam pats himself on the back so they, um, they decide to go to talk to the da uh, on the way out dean grabs his giant fucking knife no not the not the not the blade That's not different, that knife but a different yeah. giant fucking knife um and his hand starts to shake we hear a heartbeat music cue like pops up like we're starting to hear some shit it's very obvious that when he gets like close to violence or even thinks about violence that dude is losing control of his body yeah and then sam comes in he's like ready to go dude He's like, what? Why are you so sweaty, Dean? Shut up. It's fucking Shut hot up. here, dude. <laughs> put, put some fucking air conditioner on, Sam. Not everybody's healthy like you. Be cool. On, Sam. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Put it on 82. We don't pay the electric bill, Sam. We're off we the don't grid. Pay the, we don't put it on 72. Don't electricity in there. Leave the thermostat alone, Sam. <laughs> Your nipples are rock hard right now, Sam. What is going on with that? <laughs> don't like this. Um, so they interview the DA and, um, it's a pretty like standard interview. She, uh, apparently Charlie was looking for information about a drunk driving case. The DA is surprised when Dean like immediately puts out the last name whose name I've already forgotten. Um, and then the DA kind of gives us some more information saying like it never went to trial. All of the evidence was sealed and now the case has been wiped out. And the only thing that's really left out there is the name of the police officer. And he's been dead. Um, and so the only like paperwork he has from this drunk driver kill, which was Charlie's parents, people may remember Charlie's parents were hit by a drunk driver. They subsequently, uh, at least her, her dad died. Her mom went to a coma and she was like hacking her money, hacking all this money to provide for the coma mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only thing that they have left is a, the only paperwork they have is a file from the social services on uh, the kid whose name is Celeste because, mm-hmm. uh, I guess Celeste was coming out at this point. This is a big video game that just came out. So that's kind of weird because it's Felicia Day. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what to tell you on that one, Jeremy. You um, don't know Celeste? You don't know the video game <laughs> Celeste? Does that game like just come out? I don't know. What? Did, what? I don't play video games anymore. I, I haven't played it. I'm not a gamer. Um, Actually, I have played Celeste. It's high. So the important thing here is that this guy is like, uh, uh, you know, he was clearly tortured. So Dean is like, well, if you were tortured and she stopped torturing you, that means that you gave up information. Um, and when he doesn't like immediately give it up, Dean goes into full bulldog mode, nearly knocks this guy over, who was like very wounded. He got his fucking ass kicked. Um, Sam is like, whoa, chill, dude. What are you doing? Um, but Dean is able to uh, sort of threaten uh, uh, or intimidate a name out of this guy who says, uh, yeah, I told her uh, uh, Councilwoman Barbara Cordry, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's clearly where uh, they're going to next. Rob Cordry's mother, if you guys want a middle picture of what she looks like. So. Ooh, what? No, no love for the Rob Cordry jokes. Wow. Okay. I, I found I had, Chris's I, limit. He I'm fucking sorry, hates what? Rob Cordry. I don't even know who that is. Yes, you do. Look Hold him on, up. Googling that right now. <laughs> Looking at a, oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that guy. All right, that guy. Um, <laughs> that fella. So in the car, we find out Charlie's real name is Celeste. Um, it's obvious, like she's like tracking back to try to figure out who. Uh, yeah, because she's a gamer, right? Jeremy? She's a gamer. Yeah, this is. Put is that why her name is yeah, that? She's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we cut over to a woman who is obviously Councilwoman Barbara Cordry. Uh, shout outs to Rob. Um, to Rob Cordry. Sam and Dean knocks on her door and she opens it and they're like, "Hey, yo, you should tell us about all this secret shit." And she's like, "Nah, fam," and just closes the door. Yeah. Like, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> yeah, she's absolutely not interested. She's like, "You can make an appointment." with me but like you're not just coming into my house and i love that, um, that she does this to the fbi i mm-hmm. know for my day job i know a lot of council people right like i i mm-hmm. have to talk to them i have i have brought council people to lunches before i have done presentations in front of them if the fbi showed up at any council person's job or house they'd be like whatever you want to do to me yes let's whatever we got to do like there is no freeze right. out to the fbi those motherfuckers are right. scary not Sam and Dean, though. I guess they just have that 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 gentle nature about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do a stakeout uh, in front of our house, in front of their just their grumbling old classic car. Arr, and, arr, 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 I hate kale. That's my impression of Tim yeah, the Toolman yep, Taylor. Dean, Dean suffers Dean, through Dean Winchester. He suffers through some kale. Um, he he's he's in a lot of anguish over eating this healthy food. Um, meanwhile, Sam is over here reading Charlie's child psychology reports. Um, and this is again where I was like, oh, this is girl with the dragon tattoo shit. Um, yeah, yeah. this Dean, is where they Dean do the, the, the thing that you were talking about of like, what, yeah, if we were interviewed, we would be weird too. Yeah. Right. Right. He's like, I don't, yeah, obviously they're saying all this like shit because her parents died and they're saying that she's all messed up. It's like from, from maybe outside looking in, she seems crazy, but like from her perspective, everything she's doing is perfectly natural. Um, so her wanting to maybe get revenge or, or seek justice in some way isn't necessarily crazy according to Dean. And of course it's not, but torturing and killing people probably bad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um they I, hear a scream and they rush in thank you um, thank you for taking care of that for me they rush in this they find charlie uh holding a knife to barbara's throat she calls them rocket and groot which makes me wonder when guardians one came out because that's a pretty deep cut if it hadn't come out yet oh, um oh. and then she punches barbara in the face so this is not the charlie yeah. that we have grown to love and know this is this is this is dark charlie this is dark, Charlie. Um, I, I added a little note in here where because Sam goes, let her go. And she goes, who? Her? And then I wrote my notes. I was like, who else would she mean, Charlie? Unless she means you. Are you possessed by a demon, Charlie? No, that's not. <laughs> that's not, that's not correct. But my mind was trying to pick up clues here. Um, she just talks a lot of shit to Sam. Yep. <laughs> she's she like, does. you're all good guy code and no bite. And she's like, and Dean, you just fucking 
just go big, dude. We Sam's al- like, okay. We also talk a bunch uh, of shit to me. We also find out she got her own sword in Oz, and it never comes up again. I was still waiting for like something to happen with this sword, right? Like, if you get a sword yeah. in Oz, you expect it to be fucking Jabberwocky or whatever. Like, I want to snicker snack something, but no, it's just a normal fucking sword. Apparently, like, there's no why even it was bring like it up? a yeah. Why bring it up? It was a sh- it was a short sword at best. By the way. I was a little disappointed with their definition of sword. Yeah, supernatural. yeah, yeah definitely. This they stuff- teased us with a full-on katana in the background of the bunker, and then they give us this... <sighs> disappointed. Disappointed. Uh, Dean tries to, like, do the, you're not the Charlie we know, like, put her, put her, let her go, and she shoves Barbara at them and then runs away. And uh, I love this, this moment where Dean runs after her and, like, does a diving tackle, and you're like, oh, shit, he's about to beat the fuck out of her. Except, no, Charlie does the, like, leg bar thing around Dean's neck, and he's about to pass the fuck out. And I'm like, hell yeah, go Charlie. Yeah. Knock him out. Dean gets um, dramatically owned. I don't think he was prepared for that. And frankly, ne- neither was I. No, not at all. I love it that she stands up and then just kicks him in the face again. Like, fuck yeah. yeah. I don't know why yeah. I want Dean to be punished so bad, Chris. I'm sorry. Well, Find out a lot about of myself a, on this podcast. He's been on a dark path this season. It's okay to want to see him get punched a couple times. Um, don't say that too loudly. I think people will be upset with us. But um, So... Barbara um, ends up giving up what her like bank bank statements or bank information. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And it was all having to do with this cover up. Somebody paid somebody else off so that they brush this crime under the rug. Yep. Um, Charlie escapes in her car, but not before slashing the Impala's tires. And then this like weird little like comedy bit, like two seconds later, like a different Charlie pulls up in her like little uh, yellow car just like beep beep hi guys yeah it's it's whatever like the ultra cute version of a vw bug is because it's not a vw bug but it's like one of the like jerry yeah. seinfeld is driving around this and comedians in cars getting coffee when he interviews tina fey or some right. shit right like that's what that's right. what this looks like and yeah this is this is nice charlie yeah, this is this is what we're used to because uh quote unquote dark charlie just drove off in the other direction in a different car and then, like, what what was regular Charlie doing? Just like, yeah, where was she at? In the she car, was just hanging, like watching all this violence happen. Also, yeah, uh, I sent you a, a a gif of this scene because I was so taken aback by mm-hmm. Sam in this scene mm-hmm. when he sees good Charlie and he he looks at her and then for some reason he twirls his head back towards the house yeah. as if what is happening like as if he's checking behind him like like looking at his sam has been watching a lot of world star hip-hop sam is checking it's, for his boys yeah. right now is what's happening he's like y'all, y'all fucking see this like he's looking for his hype squad and this yeah. does he's looking for eminem's d12 behind him he's and trying they to don't see who's exist. got the camera going already um but i also his like his neck muscles did not make that head spin his head was entirely spun by the force of his own hair the centrifugal force of his hair is what caused his head to turn around it is a sight to behold my friend it is it is absolutely amazing i love it it's absolutely amazing um i'm gonna show it to my hairdresser i hope so tell me record that conversation that'd be good you have to turn that into content my friend yeah that's right that's right (laughs) do you mind if i put you on patreon mail do you mind if i put uh, i know you're like 23 and you're just trying to like work your way through Uh, this just just tell her actually actually tell her it's a world star hip-hop that might get you a little bit more that's true that's true I just realized if you don't know what World Star Hip Hop is, like I don't, none of this it's is not important. Make any sense. It's not. It's not our business to explain. Yeah. It's the internet. Yeah. Um. So they go to a, a local restaurant, and uh, Charlie lays all of this out. Uh, there was a war in Oz for the Emerald City. 
they were super losing. So Charlie did a deal with the Wizard of Oz, which involved, um, I don't know, like smoking a joint and unleashing her true darkness, I think is what she yes. had to do there. Um, <laughs> and that yeah. created Dark Charlie. And right. notably, they are connected physically. So any damage that Dark Charlie gets, Good Charlie is going to get as well. Which, Chris, at this point, why wouldn't you just start torturing Good Charlie and get tar- Dark Charlie to come to you? Like, yeah. Dean, Dean's in that zone right now, right? Dean's for sure in that zone yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dean is looking around like, I think there's a there's a deleted scene where Dean wrote that on a napkin and like slid it over to Sam and he Sam is like, it over to Sam and Sam's like, <laughs> just Dean like, shrugs like he doesn't know what he did wrong. Like Sam's all fucking pissed off. <laughs> Dean's just aggressively pushing the napkin more and more yeah. towards Sam. <laughs> Sam. Sam was like, no, no. Sam, Sam, the napkin. Sam, the napkin. We should torture the redhead. He's at full volume, <laughs> but he thinks that he's whispering. Sam, look at the napkin. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Charlie's just right there like, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> um, so once Dark Charlie was out, um, she won the war. And uh, she mm-hmm. left Good Charlie with nothing but good feelings. She says, like, you know... I would use I would uh, used to I would be scheming on a way to pick up that bartender over there and now I just want to pay her way through college and make sure she's yeah. okay. So now I'm not even horny. She says, <laughs> "Yeah, I'll, I, I, you know, I, I know I'm I'm a noted stick in the mud when it comes to horniness on Maine, but like being horny is not bad, Charlie. Like you can yeah, lust after evil. the bartender. Like <laughs> it's okay to like the bartender's evil. ass. Like yeah. as long as you don't go over there and slap it without permission, you're good. Right. Like yeah, you're fine, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Charlie." Desire is not automatically equated with, like, evil. Yeah. I mean, Castiel came down from heaven and gave all humans desire, as, as is written in the good book. I'm which, pretty sure that's how it goes. <laughs> which yeah. is what I call my fan fiction, AO3.com, uh-huh. slash Jeremy. Um, <laughs> slash the good book. <laughs> slash the good book. <laughs> that's not even the website for AO3. That's not even a thing. <laughs> Uh, it's 282 chapters everybody chris we have 84 minutes of this show to do oh shit okay so um oh my gosh what are we doing here um charlie is uh she it's so funny that she's just like yeah i'm back from a war in oz by the way (laughs) it is very good um Basically, she wins the war. Dark Charlie wins the war for them. Yeah. Single-handed. Now, did a bunch now of Dark terrible Charlie, bad shit. She did some bad shit. She did a lot of bad shit. And now she... I think she wants to win, like, win Good Charlie back, essentially. Yes. Because um, Good Charlie's like, got, you're too fucking crazy to get back into my, yeah. my shit. Like, I am done with you. Yeah. Um. So she's like, oh, well, I'll go to her world, and I'll find out who killed her parents, and I'll uh, get revenge, and then she'll love me? Sure. Yeah. Question, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> Step four, profit. <laughs> right, um, right, 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 right. So they decide, like, oh, hey, we could just easily track the money, and, you know, good Charlie is here, and she can hack the bank accounts. And she's like, no, nah, fam, I can't, because I'm super good now, and that's wrong. Um. So... Dean gets up. Sam like, is just like, okay, you explain to me how to do it. And, yeah, I, and Sam looking for the like the easy out, right? Like, right. uh, maybe you could just talk me through it. And I guess that's what they do. So again, an actual girl with a dragon tattoo reference now. Shout out. Shout mm-hmm. out to my girl Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeping it real. Shout out to Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth would hate me and chat it out on a supernatural podcast, by the way. She well, I she would rightfully beat the shit out of me. Oh yeah, absolutely. I actually I'm a little worried that we just said that into, I might have to cut that part out, Chris. I'm worried that Elizabeth might find us. So Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. And you know, if she did, we deserve it. Whatever is coming to us, we deserve it. I um, trust her judgment. Dean goes up to the bar, 
he stares at himself in the mirror and we get a same like oh shit the mark is, is is affecting him kind of scene where his heartbeat starts the music starts his hands start to shake that whole thing um but he controls it for at least for a little while mm-hmm. longer and mm-hmm. we find is this where he's looking at his reflection between two bottles of whiskey yeah yeah and like they had to take they did a shot where they take yep. the bottle of whiskey out and then his face was behind it which I always i can always appreciate it's, that shot yeah mm-hmm. uh hashtag is this art <laughs> I don't know. I don't yes. know. You'll have to ask um, uh, Phil Segrisha on that. What's up, Phil? Uh, shout out. Shout out, Phil. So they track the money back to a guy named Russell Wellington, um, who is a real estate tycoon whose car was stolen right before the accident. And then he was off work for several days with injuries right after the accident. And of course, he's the one that caused the accident. Yeah. Uh, typical blowhard. Um, standard grade A. Actually, you know what? I was surprised that they tried to like give this guy some humility later on. Me too. Yeah, they do. They do some work with this guy, I guess, just to make Dark Charlie even darker. But um, yeah, like Charlie instantly recognizes this guy and is like, oh, this is the dude. Um, and of course, Dean's like, hey, you shouldn't have anything to do with this guy. Like, this is this is too much for you. And she's been talking like we're going to kidnap um, Dark Charlie and lock her away. And Sam's like, no, homie, that's not going to work at all. Like, you need to you need to figure out a way to bring yourself back together. Like, you can't just excise yeah. this stuff. Yeah. And of course, um, uh, like during all of this exchange. Uh, they they basically like they decide to split up. Sam and Good Charlie are going to go to the bunker and try to figure out how to fix the key, which we haven't even mentioned in this podcast because we've been talking about World Star Hip Hop and everything else in between. Yeah, a um, key a key is needed. It's like a magic key is used to like yeah. you know bind the soul or separate the good and the bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you and need also that key to get, to get to things. Oz. Yeah. Yes, you need that key to put these pieces back together. But unfortunately, Charlie's key broke. Yes. Um. So they want to go back to the bunker and figure out how to repair that while Dean yeah. watches Wellington and make sure that not only does Wellington protect it and Dean's very upset about having to protect the shit bag, but also Dark Charlie doesn't get hurt in the process because if she gets hurt, Good Charlie will. Yeah. I am so and close to calling Good Charlie Good Charlotte. Is that what, I've been I've been I've been building up that, to the joke. Oh, really? To, to, oh, dark, shit. to dark chocolate and Good Charlotte. Those wow. are the two I'm so people so, we're working I'm on. I'm so here. sorry, Chris. I'm No, it's I'm, just I was just, you know, I was playing around with it in my head. There's no there's no way you could have known. <laughs> I, man, I'm I'm sorry I took this from you. I feel bad. Dark Chocolate, Good Charlotte. Those are our two main characters here. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Dean has to go watch over Dark Chocolate, um and both Sam and Good Charlotte are like, "Hey, this is clearly a bad idea. Yep. <laughs> like, shouldn't you be with the more stable one?" Well, it's like all Sam's going to do is like try to tackle her and get knocked out. Like, nothing bad's going to happen. <laughs> But I mean, I don't know. He'll he'll get into a gunfight with her, but he'll lead around corners head first. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's, he's terrible at this. <laughs> also, like Sam is just barely in this episode again. I just want to call that out. Like yeah. he's he's like in the scenes, but he's basically an extra at this point. Like, why are you why yeah. are you doing my boy paddle my boy why are you playing wrong? him like this? Yeah. Is he still hurt? Does his shoulder hurt? Is his hair not good enough for you? Because I think it's looking great right now. You think that hair twirl from earlier in the episode was a cry for help? Like that was the that was the way that people on Twitter. He was like he was like I got twenty. Uh, I only got about 20 minutes in this episode and I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to yeah. have my moment. And 10 of those minutes are me responding to Dean. <laughs> like, yeah. 20 of those minutes is me chewing kale in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dean sets up to stake out Wellington and he's listening to uh, meditation tapes and uh, just like, you know, find your center and calm yourself. And he's obviously like not having a great time with it. So when Wellington arrives driving like the slick sports car and parking all the way at the front, Dean follows him in and like checks in to basically talk to this guy about like to basically to wait and to, you know, not to talk to him, but yeah. just to hang out at the spot. Meanwhile, 
Sam finds a file on one Clive Dillon. Never trust a guy with two names. Uh, Clive Dillon. Two first names. <laughs> two names. Just two names in general. Just two names. You got two names. I can't trust them. Jeremy Gurr. I don't know about that, but Only people I trust in the world are Prince and Cher. That's it. That's my yeah. two people. That's it. That's it. I don't actually. Is there another? There's got to be more one named people out there, right? For sure. But, you know, let's not dwell on it. Yoda. Yoda, yeah. Yoda, that Prince, sucks. and Cher. That sucks. That fucking the, fa- sucks. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's right. That's right. <laughs> which one's which? Uh, that's, a, that's, that's, oh, that's the new know. Fuck Mary Hunt. We, I'm, I'm way off topic. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Father, <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, Deeds in the Waiting Room. Uh, Sam finds some lore about this guy, Clive, who went to Oz. He came back. He didn't die. Um, and he was, like, put into, like, Men of Letters witness protection, essentially. Yes. And, like, mm-hmm. as it turns out, I don't know if we find it out here in a few minutes, but, like, the guy lives, like, right down the street. No big deal. Yeah, no, he's in, like, he's he, in Bunker Town. Yeah. I mean, he lives in, like, witness protection there is just, like, you change your name and you get a job at Wendy's, right? Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, you just put yeah. on a different shirt. Um, um, we get so back, back over to, to Dean. Dean. Yeah, yeah. And he gets called he, into Wellington's office, who, and Wellington is immediately, like, a huge dick to him. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're wearing jeans. I don't respect jeans. I wear jeans every goddamn day of my life, and nobody has ever disrespected me because of it. <laughs> I wear jeans almost every single day of my life, and I don't think anybody's ever disrespected me. But nobody gives it. a shit. You know, I'm not at a... I, well, I did go to a gala event once, and I was Ooh. criticized for the way I was dressed. Did you? That was a long time ago. Um, yeah, I didn't... I, not I a fond questions. memory. I have questions. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's delve into this not good psychic material. Mm-hmm. Um, what... Who... who deigned to criticize your 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 wardrobe just an old lady um did you know her she wasn't um no i didn't um uh she said there was a big stain on my suit and i i said i don't see it and she just sort of gave me a look and that was it it was dirty it was a dirty look (laughs) for my dirty suit i guess wow i've never worn that suit since i was very offended that's that's intense chris did you leave the gala um i did shortly after that after getting as many of like the free little like wine spritzer things they were giving <laughs> jesus christ just putting them in yeah. your pocket i was just like oh i'll have one and like looping back around like yeah I t- i'll take one <laughs> just chugging these things all right so dean talks this dude's ear off until like nightfall essentially yes. mm-hmm. about his dream home and like whatever uh and then this is when the guy starts being shitty about him and his jeans he's like dude i can look at you i can tell you can't afford any of this stuff and dean keeps reassuring him like if the dude is reassuring you i can pay for it like you don't know fucking stephen king look at how he dresses he's just extremely wealthy this this could be another stephen king fella yeah have you, you not seen know? that julia roberts movie where she's a sex worker and like you know she walks to the place clearly able to afford things and they kick her out and it's a whole thing like everybody's seen that movie can i cannot remember the name of it for whatever reason pretty woman thank you fucking i bet I that's a number one on one of our birthdays right like that's gotta be <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like a joke that won't make flick. sense until another 45 minutes go yeah. by um so yeah uh this guy is telling dean to get the fuck out dean like hangs up the phone on him when he tries to like call to have dean Mm -hmm. escorted out and then suddenly all the lights go out yep um dean takes command tells this dude to stay put don't come leaving the room um and shortly after dean finds um dark chocolate twirling her dagger or i guess maybe this is supposed to be her sword um she's just hanging out in the dark hallway um he is uh he's trying to reason with her i guess which doesn't seem like his mo recently but he's trying he's, he's hey, in I mean, a way he's reasoning with himself right he, he's he's meditating he's eating healthy he's not drinking like this is a whole new dean like right this is right. this is a whole new dean and he's looking into the mirror and he's saying hey don't do it um and she says that this isn't about revenge um she just wants uh she wants this man to to get the justice 
Uh, he wants that he deserves. He wants or whatever that's coming to him. And she wants him to see what he did to her. Um, she hands over the knife to Dean, but obviously, like, you know, this isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, I <laughs> like. I appreciate that Dean is turning over a new leaf here, right? Like, but yeah. um, this and something later that happens is like, how incompetent are you being right now, Dean Winchester? Like, yeah. you're you're just like, it's okay for you not to drink and also be a good hunter. Like, those two things right. can exist at the same right. time, right? Like, you don't have you to. Saw just her almost like. Sh- she almost snapped Dean's neck with her thighs, but she's like, oh, exactly. here, have the dagger. Don't check me for other weapons. Don't worry about my thighs. Uh, and then just sit back while I go and talk to him, which Inst- is what she does, which is what she does. Yeah, they, they Dean walk is in. skeptical. Dean is skeptical, but eh, he's like, all right, not enough. I mean, like he's not in the room. Not- I don't know why he didn't go in the room. <laughs> Jesus he's not Christ. like between them. <laughs> um, Wellington immediately recognizes her at Celeste, which is a pretty pretty impressive because he was super drunk at the time and, and it's, it's I guess, clearly I guess, something that he's he's yeah, thought about a lot yeah, and regrets yeah. a lot even though he like did the the wrong thing by sweeping it under the rug it's something that clearly haunts him and um as soon as he sees her he like, kind of starts to crumble in a way that you think like oh this dude's blubbering trying to you know save his hide um but the longer he goes on about it and he's like i'm gonna turn myself in and it's like i kind of believe him i feel like this dude is like it, it doesn't matter it just feels like he was you know the weight of his guilt it's all just come down on him right now yeah and i think that this is actually a decent apology like it's not proactive like he waited until this chick showed up right which makes him a shitbag and uh, and it's very yeah. obvious that like he's got his own self-interest in, at, at hand but it's right I, like i'm not only am i sorry for what i did uh, but even when i was sober like it, i the, the way i covered it up was also bad and super selfish like just not like not saying i'm sorry for the way i made you feel or anything like that but like i am literally sorry um doesn't it like it doesn't like re- absolve him of all of his crimes or anything no, i just thought no, it was no, a no, decent no. apology um yeah dark chocolate looks at looks at back at dean sees that he's a good 40 to 70 feet away <laughs> realizes yeah there's big legs there's big wobbly legs uh um, both both shoes untied like there's no way he's getting there <laughs> <tied. laughs> dean is miles morales he's doing it as a, as a, dean's, as a statement dean's relacing his whole shit right now just trying to listen to this this half-ass apology in there and then, yeah, Jolly, uh, Dark Chocolate kills him. That's it. Yeah. Well, first she forgives him, which is going to be a thing. Um, and mm-hmm. then she locks the door, stabs Russell, and then jumps out of the fucking window. Bye. Nice. Um, uh, back, Sam and Good Charlotte. Um, they get a call while they're on the road from Dean. He tells them what just happened. Um, he says that, you know, hey, it's over. Shouldn't be an issue anymore. She's not going to go killing anybody else. I don't know why he thinks that's a thing. Um they tell Dean about the dude that they're heading to see, Clive Dillon. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dean's like, cool, I'll meet you there. But um, he's but also hitting the bar. Does he, do, does he, Chris? Does he meet them there? Or does uh, he make a little detour? He makes a little Dean tour um, oh. over to the bar. Um, and he's kind of, he, he gets a shot of whiskey and he sort of just sits and stares at it for a while. Um, but then Dark Chocolate comes and sits next to him. Yep. And she says... Um, I, I think first Dean says, you lied to me. And she responds, you lied to yourself. It's sort of your move. And which kind of yeah. opens the door. I was like, for, whoa, oh, holy damn, shit. Got him, Dark, <laughs> got dark him. C. <laughs> <laughs> got him, DC. Um, what if Dark Charlie was the lead singer for DC Talk? Do you want to do you want to go down that bit? I, I don't know if I'm prepared. I don't think I know enough about DC Talk for that. Okay. Okay. Well, research it and then get back at me. <laughs> That'll be the next, All right, next episode. <laughs> Where it definitely um, doesn't have context. Anyway. Um, yeah, she knows something's up with Dean. She can already sense that. But she, and she's yeah. also like, hey, yeah, I don't know what your bullshit is, but being dark sets you free, man. 
Um, she's like, and you know it. You absolutely know it. You know, you know, giving into those dark impulses is the only time that you feel free. Um, but uh, that's that's no good. That's absolutely no good. We we cut we back clip, to yeah. We clip over to Sam and Good Charlotte, um, who arrive at Clive's house, who denies being Clive, and then it's like, oh yeah, that's a key to Oz you have there. I guess that is me. And then we go back over to dark <laughs> yeah. He's chocolate. like, you got that fucking tight scar on your face, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. It's right I know exactly who you are. Yeah, Charlotte has that tight scar anywhere. <laughs> Good Charlotte recognizes that dude immediately. Um, we go back over to Dark Chocolate, who starts flirting with the bartender and uh, orders a shot and says, "Like, hey, there's no you. You know this. There's no right or wrong. It's just us and them. That's all that matters." And Dean says, "No, no, we're gonna put you back where you belong." Into Charlie, and she's like, "Do I really belong there?" And then like chases the bartender so they can dance or something. Like it's a really weird thing. And then um. Dean thinks that she's going to just like hook up with this bartender and he picks up the shot and he's almost about to drink it when the bartender walks up and realizes he realizes, oh, yeah, dark, char- dark chocolate just left and walks outside and realizes dark chocolate just left in the Impala. Yeah, um, man, these, these there's so many like loving shots of this whiskey. Like, I really wanted whiskey watching this episode. I was like, mm, damn, I could like feel it on my lips. Just drink it, Dean. Just drink it. Do it for the both of us. Um, but yeah, she steals the Impala. Um uh dean calls sam and tells him what happened uh, and he just like steals a minivan or some shit to try and catch up i have this in my notes because he just arrives in a fucking minivan and i'm like this is the one this is the car this is what he's you like for? yeah he's like yeah i just gotta find a ride and then it shows him like checking doors and then he just like opens up a, a van door and that's it that's the end of that scene we really should watch deleted scenes sometimes i just i just never <laughs> ever have like i just don't care to click through the menus to go do that yeah. anyway um <clears throat> clive tells explains like sam basically demands to know what's happening um clive says the keys can only be repaired in oz so they can't get back into oz um they kind of press him for details and clive admits that uh when he was there the same thing happened to him except it was a coven of witches who got him super high and broke out his darkness and his darkness became the wizard of oz who of course is running emerald city with the with dorothy Mm -hmm. um -hmm. and he says i have a way to summon the wizard uh and he goes and grabs a gun he's like if you shoot me he'll know that he'll be affected and he'll have to come here to to do this and he kind of phrases this like this is my opportunity to take responsibility for my darkness yes yes so um we hear a gunshot just as dean is pulling up to the house um he thought he threw uh, dark chocolate off his trail he told her the wrong location but obviously she's smarter than that so she waited for dean to head out and then just followed him there yeah because she's um, not a fucking idiot like dean she's is not, in this episode you know, she's not sam winchester she knows what she's doing um Cut back to Clyde. Clive, he's he's ble- bleeding out. Uh, the Wizard of Oz appears through like a glowing green gateway. We've seen this kind of thing before. He's wearing his like you know his wizard gear. He's got his little mask, his, his cape, um, and it's the young version of Clive. It's the person that we saw in the picture before. Yeah, it's um, Dark Clive, which we don't dark have a Clive. we don't have a joke for it because yeah, we never thought we don't about have a, we don't have a goof for right that now. one. Um, <laughs> Sam tries to pull a gun on him. As usual, Sam's ineffective, ineffective at the trigger. Mm. Um, he gets bound in like magic, green magic, and he can't do anything. That's yeah. Thank, Way to thanks get for showing trapped. up, Sam. Way to get trapped by boogers. Good job. <laughs> at least he's at least he's conscious this time, right? Uh, um, for most of it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Charlie. Um, she suddenly starts to feel pain, and she doesn't know why. Cut back to Dean. Um, he's fighting dark chocolate, beating the snot out of her, really unloading on that dark chocolate. And uh, good Charlotte is is feeling the results of that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sam is in here trying to plead for for Oz to help uh, Charlie uh, because of, you know, help the situation. Shit's going bad. Um, But then he Sam starts getting choked out by Oz. who's like, fuck off, dude. Uh, Dean's outside, breaks dark chocolate's arm. 
Um, fucking good Charlotte is in here suffering, feeling horrible pain, and it sucks watching like Felicia Day go through this. I'm just like, it's like watching your little sister get beat up. It sucks. Um, she eventually shoots Clive, and um, and this is a big kills. this is a big deal. Like Clive has been yeah. gesturing towards this gun and saying like, "Hey, if you kill me, it'll kill the wizard." And that's okay. And when she finally, of course, this is good Charlotte. She's good Charlotte. She can't do anything bad. So this is a big thing for her. And he says, like, specifically, I forgive you before she does it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think, a very powerful thing for good Charlotte to do to protect her friends. And then, um, yes. unfortunately, well, fortunately, it kills the wizard. Sam is free. Unfortunately, Dean doesn't know this and continues to beat the shit out of Dark Chocolate. Like, it's big time. real fucking bad. And, uh, and you know... I got to admit, it is kind of bold for Supernatural to go here with this. Violence against women aside, which is something that this show often does play fast and loose with, and it's it's playing fast and loose with it right now. But if we're to accept that, you know, this isn't what this is supposed to be, she's a dark, evil entity who is very powerful and Dean is fighting her. um, Just seeing him perpetrate that kind of violence to see him cut loose on a friend, you know, this isn't random pedophiles in a house somewhere this isn't a group of demons this is charlie or at the very least somebody who looks like her um and obviously the idea that he's hurting the real her has gone far from his mind but it is very bold of them to kind of draw a line in the sand and say dean look how fucked up you are hey audience look how messed up dean is look what he's doing right now look at the consequences of this mark on his arm um that like i feel like even though murder is obviously way worse seeing something like this is going to hit home in a way harder way. And it does like, um, like Dean loses control during this scene. Um, I, I'm a hundred percent with you that this scene is extremely impactful and interesting, despite the fact that we're like literally just beating the shit out of a woman that we like. And I mm-hmm. don't like supernatural's attitude towards women in a lot of different ways. Um, I, I think that maybe you could probably do something like do something different with this and probably get to the same result. That said, like all of that aside, it actually is impactful because you love Charlie so much. You know, Dean loves Charlie, you know, Sam loves Charlie and to see Dean lose control again, not on demons, not on shitbag pedophiles, not on shitbag, you know, like lone sharks or whatever we saw. Like this is Dean losing control over to, uh, for some losing control with somebody that he loves. And right. like that, that takes you down to such a dark place for Dean that you, you, you're, you're just genuinely fucking terrified. And when Sam comes outside, he's literally carrying good Charlie in his arms. Like she can't move and and like is yelling at Dean to get him to stop. And he finally does like, and Jensen fucking kills this. Like Jensen, like Dean looks shook to his fucking core. Mm -hmm. Like when he comes Mm -hmm. back to himself, he's like, Oh fuck. Like I cannot believe that I did this. And we're going to get some more of that later towards the end of the episode. In yeah. the meantime, he, he broke her goddamn arm. Dude. He broke her goddamn arm. Chris, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and right? Sam like lies her broken body down next to the other broken body. Um, Charlie tells her dark self that she killed the wizard. Um, dark chocolate responds with, I knew it. The magic was in you all the time. Celeste, um, they give Charlie the key. They do whatever the spell is. And the two become one again. Um, so Charlie is back to her old self, but she's just absolutely fucked. And we see Sam down there holding her and Dean is just kind of off to the side and he, he can't even look at her. Um, and he's, he's looking at the, the blood on, on his hands, on his knuckles, like the damage that he did. And mm-hmm. he is clearly just shaken to his core. 
And it, it, during the scene, the music goes a little bit discordant as well. And so like, it's, it's clear that he's having like some problems with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been noticing the music a lot more in season 10. It feels yeah, like it's become yeah. more prominent once again. That uh, Jay Grushka guy really, really putting in work. Did you see my my little anecdote about him? By the way, <laughs> I, I did. Yes. Okay. I won't. I won't repeat it here. Uh, Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week. If you want to see my weird little anecdotes <laughs> on on Discord. Anyway, uh, we go back to the bunker. Uh, Sam calls into Kaz, and it's basically like, um, "Hey, dude. Like, Dean is better, but like, not super great. He's just calmed down a little bit. Uh, we really need to find Kane and and try to figure out what to do." Um, Charlie arrives, and just like. An arm in a sling, two black eyes, just look beaten the fuck up. Yeah, and, and she this gives, is the second time she had her arm in a sling. Didn't like Dick Roman or like one of the Leviathans break her arm before? Like that's in the first episode we saw her. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's the first episode, but it's like the one where she was getting I, away from them. But yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think in the next episode, she's like, "Yeah, last time I saw you guys, I broke my fucking arm, and now <laughs> to see her in that same position again, it's like, I mean, drawing pretty sharp parallels to what Charlie has now had to endure." Um, not only because of the life, but because of the boys and because of what Dean has done. And I think that really, really hammers home. Again, like watching Supernatural and watching Dean like kill a bunch of gross dudes, like it's TV. It's not real life. So like their like murders or their deaths, like they don't really impact us. They're characters we've never seen before, characters we don't like, they're shady. So as viewers of a television show, we can go, Oh, they deserved it. Like it wasn't a big deal. Um, even though it is pretty horrific when it happened. Um because again, it's a TV show. So seeing a character that you know and like and attach to, I know I'm repeating myself here, but like, holy shit, that it changes things and it makes you realize how fucked this Mark has, has made him. And also like, just like the, the, it, when she walks in, she gives Dean this look of pure fucking terror and like mm-hmm. s- just props to Felicia Day for, you know, being a great actress as usual. But sh- I genuinely thought that she like Charlie would walk out of this episode without saying a single word to Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that she doesn't like, we're going to get a little emotional about it later. Cause yeah, we, we'll, we'll talk about that. But like she, Charlie kind of, not Charlie, Sam kind of interrupts. It's like, Hey, are you okay? Like what's, what's going, are you, are you good? Are you bad? She's like, I'm not really not, not either. I'm just balanced. Um, and he tells her, like, hey, I found this book. Um, I think she asked about the Mark of Cain. He's like, I found this book. It's in Tuscany um, that could help with the Mark. But, you know, I don't. we have to get over there to get it. And she's like, hey, I'll take care of that. Like, I can't go back to Oz. I know my girl Dorothy is safe. So I might as well yeah. do something. You just got to keep she, moving forward. We all do. Yeah, she, she says she doesn't want adventure anymore. Like, this whole thing that always drove her. Mm-hmm. Um, wanting this magical escapist life or whatever she found her adventure and now she she doesn't want it she just has to keep moving forward um this is where um i think she says to dean that she forgives him and obviously dean comes back with yeah well i don't she says i know that's kind of your move um how's that working for you is the good question after that like i don't forgive myself oh yeah well how's how the fuck is that going for you like do you feel better like jesus christ um and Dean hugs her and says, like, I'm so, so, so sorry. And she's tell- she tells him, like, prove it. <clears throat> and, like, doesn't expand on that. But to me, that read is you, you prove it by being better. You prove it by fixing this and you prove it by mm-hmm. becoming the person that I know you are. I like that line a lot. It's I do, like, too. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the kick in the ass that, that Dean really needed. He hurt this person who loves him. This person has not lost all faith with him. Um, we're not looking at a real situation. This isn't, like, domestic violence because that's that would be much more complicated. Um, but this is somebody who was affected negatively by his actions, who is saying, if you are really sorry, if you really want to come to me and say, you're sorry, prove it, prove it by beating this thing and being better. And 
and not doing these things anymore. And I, yeah, I think that's what, that's what Dean needed to hear right now. Not from Sam, not from Cass, but from somebody else, somebody yeah. a little bit further outside of that circle. Also, I'll just say that uh, while she's saying that like, Hey, I forgive you and you should, you should, you should, you should do better and you should overcome this. She's also leaving the fucking country. So maybe, maybe mm-hmm. like she's going to fucking Tuscany, right? Like she's getting the fuck right. out. Maybe she is still a little afraid of Dean. It just, just a little bit because he beat the fuck out of her bad place. I, I very much think that she is putting on a brave face here. I think that she is trying to reconcile the way that she feels with, with what she knows. What she knows is that Dean beat up a dark version of her. He didn't mean to hurt her specifically. And Dean is not fully in control of his actions. But that doesn't change the way that she feels. She rationally knows Dean didn't mean to hurt me. But that doesn't change the fact that he did. So there's that kind of like fight or flight probably going on inside of her. And she's saying, I'm going to put on a brave face. I'm going to say the things that I know in my heart I would want to say. And then I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Just really just well done on all sides like jensen kills this felicia kills this um jared Sam i think is, is in the background <laughs> eating some kale <laughs> i don't know what he's doing just really method acting on that kale um uh-huh. i'm surprised he's not running the boston marathon in the background of this episode seriously <laughs> um so, so, so she leaves uh this after this very touching moment um this this episode really really got to me like uh the stuff with you know charlie and dean have been so forever close and this this strain on the relationship and everything it's it's yeah i mean it's just i don't know it's it, it really touched me so like I, I thought this was just extraordinarily emotional yeah um, it's heavy it's impactful stuff she leaves i think she says um see you bitches or something like that she has a yeah. catchy catchphrase or something i guess not, a not so catchy catchphrase that i don't remember um and then sam when they're alone asks dean hey are you good and dean just goes no and sam's yeah. like hey we, we can we can do this and you could tell like dean isn't really feeling this optimism, um, but he, he, he just kind of looks at Sam. And it's like, all right, well, let's go to work. Yep. And then um, yep. Sam walks away and Dean does that, like, look at his hands, like, what the fuck have I done kind of thing. And that's the yeah. end of the episode. And his eyes were all watered up. Like, he looks, Dean looks upset. Dean, Dean he's very upset. We'll have to see how they, uh, how they managed to kind of pull him back from this one. So what do you think? Like, I think, what do you think about the episode? Great episode. When you were telling me about it, I was like, yep, 100%. Haven't seen that one yet. Here we go. This is the start of something new. Um, and then when there was two Charlies, I was like, yep, I've seen this. So again, don't know where we are yet. Don't know when when my, my finale is going to be up. But I don't know what is after the Mark of Cain. I feel like we've only got, we've o- we can only have a few more episodes left with the Mark of Cain. I don't know that. But which makes me wonder, what's how does season 10 end? What does it lead into for season 11? What is season 11? I know a lot of big spoilers because of, you know, the nature of Twitter, but I don't know what, like the big plot points anymore. I don't know where we're going. So I'm interested to, to see what the hell is going to happen. I am. Um, I started this episode. I have no memory of there being two Charlies at any point in Supernatural. I don't know if I accidentally skipped this. Like I definitely kept watching Supernatural well into spoiler territory, but I don't remember this episode at all. It was really weird. I don't know if like maybe I watched it at one o'clock in the morning on a binge or something and maybe I fell yeah. asleep through it. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I, I did not remember this episode. I really enjoy Supernatural's format and they get better and better at this than the years go by of taking what is basically a monster of the week episode. So a 
that we have a problem that we need to deal with that's not directly related to my main plot, but also furthering the main plot or exploring the main plot. Like this idea of Dean going crazy while dealing, not, I hate to say crazy. Let me back, back, back away from that word. Like Dean going dark side as much as mm-hmm. he did. Dean losing control as much as he did in this episode, which that's not directly related to the Mark of Cain. The episode isn't, but like Dean losing control is like that right. format, like that, that just kind of pulling you along works for me really, really well. So, and that's, that's something that I think Supernatural maybe lost for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were able to, to get it back in, in a big way. Cause I don't know, we, we joke about how bad Bugs is season one, episode seven, or whatever the hell it is. Um, and I remember going into that episode, what, almost three years ago now when we recorded that episode. Um, Going into that and and being like, oh yeah, bug sucks. Like we're gonna make fun of this, and then watching it, taking notes, and just realizing this is a dumb monster of the week episode. Like they're fighting bugs, but the way they were able to to weave weave characterization and like you know backstory and just a little bit of what the present state of Sam and Dean, wondering where John is in in, a, in an episode that is considered bad by so many fans, that there's actually something pretty decent going throughout that. And that's what made those episodes so good for so many years. And then it, it reached a point where the, you know, the thing weaving through it wasn't characterization or uh, anything like that. It was just like angels talking to each other. And, you know, obviously we've complained ad nauseum about that. Um, but it seems like they're, they're kind of back on, on track here a little bit. At least when they're showing other characters doing other things, it's Crowley or it's Castiel. It's people that we care about. And they use episodes like this. They bring back Charlie. We love seeing her. And it explores a part of Dean. Now, again, we can complain all day long about the fact that they just don't use Sam for 90% post season five, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's okay. You know, he's doing, he's doing what he's got to do. So, yeah, I think that's it. Do you have any final thoughts? Nope, that's it. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for the supporters over patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, thank you to all of the people that add us on Twitter at MOTWcast and tell us what they're thinking about the show, no matter where they are in their listen through. We have people adding us from season two <laughs> like it does we, mm-hmm. we love every single tweet that we get thank you so so much we very much appreciate it um we're getting not close we're about halfway through the season so it's a good time to remind people they can email us or uh, send us in feedback for season 10 we'll read it on the show at the end of the season you can go to monsterweek.cool slash contact you can email us at monster of the week podcast at gmail.com or you can dm us on twitter chris where are you on twitter nowadays I am at local bones these days. Can't believe you didn't change that to at squall. Was that taken? Not yet. Squall, I don't know. squall 420. Come on. I'll have to look. What are you doing? Local I am at squall. <laughs> local squall would be good. Um, <laughs> 1-800 local squall for all your squall Man, needs. In my whole life, I've never used like an anime avatar or anything. It's all, I've always used a picture of my face on social media. And now in, in 2019, here I am. Use a picture. Um, you can at me on Twitter at JG Greer at, podcast is at MOTW cash. You can find links to all of that at monster the cool. We will be back next week with an episode that is described as <laughs> oh boy. Dean is turned into his 14 year old self. <laughs> Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye. Oh man, what does that even mean? I don't know, what could that...
I mean, I do, I'm looking at a picture. Like, I know exactly what that means, but yeah. Mm. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, indeed. I'm surprised. We, that was less than an hour and a half long. Yeah. I, I, I figured we were going way long than that with all of this stuff. Only seven markers, too, so we didn't fuck up too much. No, I think that was just like, I had to get up and we had just connection issues like right at the very beginning. It feels like we're pretty smooth through the whole thing. We're, we're actually pretty good at this. Point. Let's see. Well, as it turns out, doing 140 something episodes of a podcast. 142 episodes. Yeah. Not to mention all of the any, anything yeah. else. Yeah. Even if we counted Thinking Face as like one episode, <laughs> it's still quite a lot. Still a lot. All right, I, I don't know how long you've been there. You didn't respond to my text, so I was like, oh, he must be busy. I'll give him a minute. Oh, no, no. I just, I literally just got your text, and I was like, I'm just sitting here. Like, I was just waiting on you to, oh, sorry. to do the I, thing. I was ready like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I just didn't, I thought you were busy. Sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry. I should have responded. We were um, sorting. I was helping Autumn with the dogs last minute since I knew I was going to be doing this. And since we now have it, four of them. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, oh boy. How many dogs? There's too many dogs. Am I right? Yeah. Well, as, the, as the old saying goes. Uh, <laughs> three dogs was too many dogs. So now that yeah. we have elevated ourselves yeah. to four. We... I don't want to be. I don't want to sound like a fascist, uh, but I think Avon is too many dogs. I agree. Hard agree. <laughs> Although, ironically, Avon has been like the least. I'm not recording for some reason. Son of a bitch. What's happening? Um, Don't use. No. Oh, I have been recording this entire time. Thank you, Logic, Ooh. for scaring the shit out of me. Um, Avon, because he's so old and cranky, he uh, once he get, he wakes up and he demands his food and he demands to yep. go outside. And then when he comes <laughs> hey, back, my brother. and then when he comes back inside, <laughs> he trit trots to the podcast room where I podcast. What's he do? What does he, he do? Tri- he trit trots to the podcast oh, room. All right, all right. And then he climbs up the dog stairs. He, he lays on the bed, and he, that dude is just good until two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> like he's fucking done. Damn. <laughs> so, like throughout all of this construction and all of the other stuff, like we have literally put a gate up to the podcast room. We, I like to keep the door open so we can hear him, or, or you know, to keep the air cycled or whatever. But um, we just put the gate up, and I, I'll poke it, poke my head in every once in a while, and he's just crashed the fuck out, not just dead, to, <laughs> dead to the world. He's not interested. He's not interested. It's very funny to me for some reason. Yeah, I mean, he's trit-trotting all over the damn place. So. <laughs> have you not heard trit-trotting before? Is that a new thing? I mean, I, I probably have, but I, re- I, I like it. All I'm saying is I like it. I got a bunch of weird looks. I said that um, when I went to Quarter World in Portland, uh, I was walking in and they um, somebody asked me like what I ate and um, I was like what I had for dinner that night. And I was like, oh, I, we stopped at like some sandwich shop that's right there. And like I fucking sleeved this Italian sub and, <laughs> and like five dudes turned around and like all with the same like, what the fuck are you talking about expression on their face? And I'm like, sleeve, like to eat, like I think like you sleeve a, a thing of Pringles, like you just eat yeah. the whole thing. And um, again, not an expression that I am overly familiar with i've probably heard it but as soon as you say it i go yeah i know exactly what you mean i know yeah. exactly what you mean and it must it be means a- that you're taking out a sleeve of crackers and you're covering <laughs> and you're, and you're the covering. food with it <laughs> <laughs> what'd you call it when you get super drunk and you need to yeah. make sure the pasta will be good for the next day I, you know we went to a sandwich shop and i sleeved that I thing. sleeved it i um and, and then uh roxy in the chat the other day uh, our season eight guest Seven, I guess. Yeah, that sounds right. Seven, eight, nine, something like that. Um, that's all a blur. She said it in the in the in the Discord the other day, and I was like, "Where did you Where did you hear that? Tell me what you know." <laughs> and she's like, "I don't know, fam. Leave me the fuck alone." I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> 
that's I mean, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. We use a lot of re- like random words like that, but I can't tell how many are just you know colloquialisms, how much are like actually accepted terminology, or how much is just like shit that my friends say. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, I mean, I, I when I used the word creamed way back when, when yeah, I was like, we're getting I didn't creamed. Like that. Yeah. I didn't mean it as like cream. I mean, like, Get you know, you're top. watching, like, a basketball team, and they're losing, you go, oh, man, no, they're getting creamed. Nobody like, says that anymore. your butt kicked. Yeah, yeah, nobody, nobody. says that. I mean, Chris, I do. Chris does. Chris Mosier shouldn't say that anymore. No, nobody yeah. says I mean, people it. will nobody, be like, yeah, should. man, he he housed that thing. Like, he ate like he ate it really fast. I don't know if that's never, a, never heard a common that expression. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's um, thing. Just little little things like that, I guess. Um, I, I use creamed a lot. I think creamed is funny. I, um, um, my, I think, like, the thing that I noticed myself saying that I don't know where it came from and I've, now i've started noticing other people say it is by any stretch like oh it's not a good yeah, movie by, by well, any stretch or you know yeah. they, they didn't do that by any stretch or you know dean isn't the greatest actor of our generation by any stretch or whatever like that I, I use that a lot for some reason i think yeah that's that's a pretty common one i feel like um or like by any stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. you know the, the that's yeah that's that's, hey, that's gonna, a smooth um, common phrase i can already tell so i'm gonna just gonna switch my wi-fi real quick i'll be right back okay okay I'm just going to fan myself with this little Japanese folding fan I have. All right. Bought a Final Fantasy figure off this guy named... Um... Please tell oh, me okay. it was Sephiroth. I was just, Please I was just talking about, was... I got this Japanese folding fan. Yeah, I bought, a, I bought a figure off of this guy, Hiroshi, I believe his name was, from Japan. He wrote me a lovely letter, and he sent me this folding fan. Uh, by the way, your, uh, your connection sounds way worse now. Yes, I can tell you. So, so do you. <laughs> wow. Okay, rude. Uh, I didn't do anything. No, you didn't do anything. This was all me. <laughs> I have made the problem significantly worse. Uh, I think it might be better now. Okay. So let's see. Let's see what happens. You sound okay. Hey. Whoa. Hold on. Yeah. I've, I've got. I've got mini bars, so we're good. Just found the um. Uh, irrelevant to any any conversation this isn't going to lead anywhere i just looked over and i had a stack of books i moved like one of them the other day mm-hmm. i have the persona 4 art book next to it i have very very little memory of purchasing this dope that's good that's it's, it's old that's old one i'm gonna have to look through that anyway so uh i have a game What's for up? us i have a game to play all right let's play this game but I want to know if you need to get any information about the Final Fantasy VIII remaster off your chest. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Greer was was texting me my own tweets. I don't know where. That's the thing making, that people do now. Making fun of me, <laughs> making fun of me about my own tweets, asking me. All right, so <laughs> like looking back at that, I'm like, yeah, all right. Out of context, this is like the most whack gamer shit I've ever said. I'm tweeting out here like, does anybody know if the timing has changed on Squall's limit break? Like, I just can't seem to get it right. Um, it is it is the most like nineteen like twelve year old found. I was so up my ass the first time kind of thing. Not a single person replied to that. <laughs> not like nobody did. Yeah, because, because nobody, nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking cares. about. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I know a lot of people like because I love Final Fantasy VIII so much. I've met a lot of other people online who also really love Final Fantasy VIII, but nobody is as is as like fucking weird about it as i am because the first thing that i noticed on the remaster obviously the character models have been upresed, but the backgrounds have not so the backgrounds are a little fuzzy and you have these like crisp newer looking character models so it's a little bit jarring i think like jeremy for you you'd be like yeah okay this is a ps1 game like that's all that's all it would be yeah i played the um, i mean i played the 
7 remaster so it was very similar to right. that where you have like right. these real high resolution polygons um but there's only like 7 of them to make a character mm-hmm. so but having having been so familiar with these for my basically whole life it looks really strange that the characters look different like like squall he's different he looks different now he looks like a person he doesn't look like this weird blob man anymore he has details his different hair you can see his eyes i'm like what the f- i don't who is this guy who is he i don't know i i it's very strange but i'm adapting to it and i'm you know i appreciate some of the things it's nice to be able to talk to these random npcs in the game and be like oh that's that's what they look like this is this is who they are you know because previously that it was just so malformed that you couldn't really get any sense of what this person was supposed to look like um so again for a new player that's that's not going to be an issue or for somebody who hasn't <laughs> played it since it came out that's not going to be an issue because you're gonna be like oh this is kind of how i remember it you know but i'm just like hyper aware it's not gonna be how... it's not gonna be a problem for the casuals is what i hear you say it's not right gonna now. be a, a problem for the casuals uh as i'm discovering i i went into battle and you, you've played plenty of jrpgs i'm sure mm-hmm. you you know how it works you select magic attack whatever it is yeah um Fire, Faraga, Fira, Faraga. You got it. You got it. Furist. Um, I don't know what the last one is. For for Squall, um, if you press R1 at the same time that his attack hits the enemy, mm-hmm. it causes like the gun blade to trigger, so it will like give you an automatic critical hit. Is that, um, is that which is, as if he was like, I'm going to hit you with the sword and then shoot you with the gun part of it at the same mm-hmm, time? Is that mm-hmm. what's happening? Okay, dope. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah, this, I'm into that. Science lot. behind gun blades makes very little sense, but that's, you know, that's the game, the Chris, game mechanic. Chris, you, you sold me a gun blade, man. I don't need to know <laughs> yeah. any of the, like, I don't care that there's dragons in Westeros and I don't care about right. how gun blades work. So, like, right. you, you got me. You, I'm in. <laughs> there's, like, I don't hey. know. There, there's a very... Can I, um, can I, can I, yeah, can I put you on pause real quick? Yeah, sure. Get my fan back out. It's like 60 degrees outside. It's so cool. It was like chilly when I got out of work. I couldn't believe it because yesterday it was 920 degrees. It's nice and crisp and cool when I get out. And yet I come into this podcast room and it's, I still manage to um, perspire from the humidity in here. So that's we're having this uh, lovely, ornate, um, decorative folding fan. Really comes in handy. It's got fireflies on it. It's you know on like a you know a dark night sky. It looks it's very nice. It's very nice. You'd appreciate it if you saw it. I I refuse to take a picture of it though. Considering, considering reaching for supernatural nevermore, but ah, he's back. See, I knew it was gonna happen. He's back. Okay, I'm back. Hello. Ooh, you were talking that whole time. I can't wait to hear that yeah, hot, hot outtake. A little bit. A little bit. Um, so, you know how like, JRPGs sometimes can feel a little bit passive because like, you're giving the commands, but you're not really doing anything? Mm-hmm. Um, having that like trigger to hit f- made Squall's attacks feel more um, involved. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I have to like time this right and hit it the right... And I love that. And another thing that I love about that was as soon as you hit the, um, the trigger... You hit, you, you hear a sound, you see a like fire effect on the screen, and you feel a vibration in your hand. Because the, you just shot controller. a motherfucker with your gun sword. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's such a satisfying vibration because you know, I just hit that. And it's like a Pavlovian thing. For 20 years, I've been playing this game, getting that vibration when I, when I hit the trigger. And then I did it on PS4 and there was no vibration. And I went, oh, and I made, like, I made a tweet of saying like, I'll get like phantom like vibrations in my hand. 
And I literally was. My hand was tingling because I didn't, it didn't feel a sensation that my brain is programmed to like <laughs> respond yeah, to. No, no, I get it. It man. was so weird. So I went in the menu. I was like, let me turn vibration on. And it wasn't there. I was like, okay. Uh, like the battle menu. You used to be able to just press pause and then press select. And I think that would turn the, the vibration on and off. Mm-hmm. Can't do that on PS4. Go into the menu after the battle. There's no option for it. And I was like, I don't even want to play this fucking game. This wow. sucks. I, this I was turned the thing. it off. This was the thing. Yeah. It wasn't the it fact that they, so they reduced um, who's Squat, Squall's girlfriend, Tifa. Renoa. Renoa. Like they, 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 I saw that they reduced her cleavage in this remaster. It's so like, funny. Like I was just saying this to Steve they, today on my way home. I was like, dude, she was my first love when I was eight years old. <laughs> and in these 20 years, I have never once even thought about her cleavage. They, and these gamers are like doing math and getting rulers out and measuring. It's so embarrassing. People need to grow the fuck up. I saw um, a tweet from some gamers today where they were comparing. I don't think this was Final Fantasy um, or it could have been like it was very much a waifu tick. Um, but in the top picture, it's like she's got like a shirt that's like like a chest shirt, but doesn't go below her boobs like a belly shirt, I guess is what you call that. And then she's got like some low, like some low slung hip huggers that oh, she's wearing. Yeah, it's for Tokyo Mirage sessions. Yeah, I know yeah. What you're and, talking um, about. Yeah. And like on the top one, like you can clearly see like a crease is where her crotch is starting. And and um on the bottom one, that crease is no longer there. It's just straight belly. And like the guy was complaining, was like, they took out her vagina bones. And I'm like, are you wild my Absolutely dude? Wild. Did you literally just say vagina bones? Is this a parody account? Like what did you yeah. just say vagina bones and can did we you just say vagina bones and not pelvis? <laughs> not a pelvis? Also we had this problem we had this problem with a coder at work who was like looking at like medical records and being like well the the everything is diagnosed for male but it says that he is having an operation on his pelvis and like that's not possible and we had to be like homie do you not know that like it's just a human bone like it's not a it's not a gender neutral uh bone that's why would you think that you don't have a pelvis? People are so know. fucking stupid sometimes. And you know what? I don't necessarily blame the people. Like I blame our completely terrible public education system and a like a it's a series of systems stacked on one top on top of each other, which are like just nobody. It just makes students not give a shit about anything. It doesn't make them. Learn. Yeah, and then so. you end up in 2019 with no vibration in Final Fantasy games. That's how it works. That's how it happens. Okay, <laughs> that's how it happens. Are you ready for a video? Um, are you ready for a game? Do you have yeah, no, hold on. So, wait, wait, so wait. my tweet, my tweet about the timing thing, you do Squall's Limit Break, he attacks multiple times in succession, mm-hmm. uh, and you have to tap the trigger in rhythm with it as a light hits a box, and that's how you know when to hit it. Um, and it, it used to vibrate every time, it doesn't do that anymore, but I could not get it right. I used to be able to do them perfect. I used to be able to close my eyes and get it, just listening to the sounds of it, because I'm so familiar with this game after 20 years. Thousands of hours in this game. And I couldn't hit a single one of them. And I discovered that it's because the sensitivity in the, again, the PS4 controller is different than those pressure sensitive ones on the PS2. Or like if you press square lightly, you know, a snake will do like a little like chop. But if you press it hard, he'll do a full punch, like one of those things. Um, PS4 obviously doesn't have that anymore. So there was a little bit of a time difference. I figured it out. We're okay. I'm back on the grind. I'm okay. going for that okay. platinum trophy. Here mm-hmm. we are, 2019. Let's do this, baby. Let's play this game, Jeremy. First, I've got to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna prep the Discord. Okay. So I'm gonna. This is gonna be an interactive experiment. Okay. Do you want me to look at it now, or do you want me to wait? No, no, no. I'm, a, I'm about to send you a link. Okay. Um, do you want this on your text or on, on the DMs? 
Um, whatever you think is is easier. I think it's probably a bit easier on the text. Easier on the text. Okay. Um, almost texted this to Autumn. Not the not the, not the spot. <laughs> All right. Let's do that. Um, okay. So, here's the game. Oh god, I did an at here and everybody that doesn't hang out in the Discord is showing up in the Discord. Oh no, all these people. Uh, all these people who are going to ask questions that you won't have time to answer. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm talking right now. <clears throat> I, I, thought, I thought here would only do people in this channel, so I'm sorry about this. So, <laughs> what the website I just linked to you is mybirthdayhits.com. Uh-huh. This is a pretty common thing. What was the number one song on your birthday um, each, each and every single year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, remind me what the year you were born. 1990. Okay. I'm, I, I'm almost exactly 10 years younger than okay. you. Sorry to put you on blast. That's okay. That's fine. No, that's it's, it's almost, it's very close to a year. I thought I knew that. I just wanted to make sure. So we're not going to talk about my first 10 years, which are okay. all fucking bangers. We've got Lady by Kenny Rogers, Private Eyes by Hollow Notes, Wake Me Up Ooh. Before You Go-Go, We Built <laughs> the, We Built This City, Bad <laughs> Medicine. Come on. All of those are fucking bangers. We're not, but we're not going to talk about any of those, right? What we're going to talk about are, starting from 1990, the number one song on both of our birthdays days and we are going to personally you and i are going to vote um on which song is better and then we're going to ask the discord to vote okay okay so uh our birthdays are like like only a few days apart it's true but when we did this we texted each other about this a while back i was surprised at how different the the results were so in 1990 please tell me your number one song okay i'm trying to I have the I have the page up. Okay, all right, I got it. Okay. So in 1990, on my birthday, November 8th, um, the number one song at the time was "Love Takes Time" by Mariah Carey. Okay, so this is already off to a very bad start because that's mine too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Okay, so I thought when we did this earlier, let's just skip to 1991. Okay. Okay. What is your number one song? I wonder if it's the same thing. I, I got not. "Cream" by Prince. Oh my God! This is. This is okay. Joey, our birthday are, my birthdays are less than a week apart. <laughs> I just don't. I thought there was going to be a more market difference. I thought we did this. Okay. Let's, what if we do? Let's go. Hold on. Let's just go to 1992 okay. and see if we can get any of this any of this going. Okay. Uh, what? Who? What, what song is this? Okay. How do you talk to an angel by Heights? All right. This game is. This game is bad. <laughs> I've okay. made a bad game. <laughs> uh, okay, but shout out to my third birthday. I do anything for love okay. by Meatloaf. Same. Um, 1994, number four. I was 14 years old. I was I was doing a uh, couple skates to this. Uh, I'll make love to you by Boys to Men. Oh my God! How about we do? We I mean we I could jump to my 14th birthday and you do your 14th birthday if that makes sense. Okay, it's not the same. They'd be okay. they'd be 10 years okay. apart. But so let's do that. So let's let's do that. So uh, we'll both. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. Drop back to when you were 10 years old. No, no, no. Let's just start at zero. Right? You started 1990. Start I'll start in 1980. Right? And we'll go. Okay. One one year. Okay. okay. When you were. The day of your birthday, what was your number one song? So that's that loves that love takes time, Mariah Carey. Love takes time, Mariah Carey. Or we're gonna hit a point where we're gonna be repeating all these songs, probably. But that's okay. That's fine. That's good because they will be compared to different songs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, mine is "Lady" by Kenny Rogers. So now is this up for? I feel like anything by Kenny Rogers. Ah, well, that's debatable. Do you like Kenny Rogers? Do you like Mariah Carey? Mm-hmm. Very different. If it was Danger Zone, is that, that's Kenny Rogers, right? Or am I thinking of somebody else? No, that's Kenny Rogers. You got him. Yeah, I mean that's that's the go-to. But 
I'm Mr. Not... Worldwide is typing. Yeah, I've got to I got to type this in the chat. <clears throat> <laughs> this is a very bad. <laughs> game. I don't know how I'm going to edit this. Also, <laughs> so we're just going to like keep vamping, I guess, until people say. Okay, we've got one vote. How, do we just do we just go by our first vote by whoever responds first? <laughs> um, we'll give we'll give like just like thirty seconds on the clock, right? Okay, like, we'll give okay, thirty seconds okay. for people to run respond. it out, run okay. it out. Thirty seconds for you know my twenty eight years of life. I, I will say that um, I don't really remember this "Love Takes Time" song from Mariah Carey, so I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give my point to Lady. Where are you putting your point? I'm going. I gotta go with me. It's the day I was okay. born. So so far we've got two for you and one for me. I guess we need to. Oh God! I've got a pad of paper. Love takes time again, dude. <laughs> All right, so okay, that's it. We've got, we've got, we got votes. We got to vote for my. We got to vote from Eric. It is what it is. Yep. This is fun for this is fun for a listener who didn't get to participate. Wow, we've got three L- LTT. We got an LTT. We got three. <laughs> Love takes time. Okay, so it's three to one so far. Oh, four to one, right? Oh no, wait. Uh, yeah, one, two, three, four. That's five to one. Jesus Christ! I got slow. Wow. Okay. Um. Your second birthday. Or excuse me. Cream by Prince. Okay. Wow. So Private Eyes (laughs) um, versus Cream by Prince. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I think people are just going to, they're going to go, they're going to go. Everybody's going to go Prince on this. I'm going to go on. on I'm going to go hollow notes because I I feel like this is going to be my, my standby vote or whatever. I have a, I mean, I got a protest vote. The first Halloween that I really got like drunk is at my sister's house, and they had all their friends over. These two dudes showed up dressed as Hall and Oates. I had a great time <laughs> with those fellas. I didn't know them because they were just like I'm Daryl or whatever their first names are. Like that's how they introduced themselves. Um, so that's that's I have I have a, a lot of affinity for for Hall and Oates. I'm gonna have to go with uh, with them on this one. Well, I man, this is this is a crazy turnaround. Uh, I'm voting hollow notes. You're voting hollow notes. So is my and Threnza and Eric. Wow, that's five wow. zero coming up huge on private eyes. I cannot believe this. What is your second birthday? Second birthday. Uh, how do you talk to an angel by Heights? I don't know this song. I also don't know that song. Mine is up where we belong. Oh, that must be that lift you up where we belong. Yeah, that's that yeah. song. What's yours? What again? How do you talk to an angel by heights? Okay. Do we even have to talk about supernatural? Can we just do this for yeah, like an hour just, and a half? Yeah, sure, sure. That's fine. <laughs> I think it's like, very fun. <laughs> uh, how to talk like an angel? To to an angel. Oh, how to talk to an angel? Uh, I mean, I feel like for for mob supernatural fans, that's got to just be like a huge one. I um I refuse to look anything up. <laughs> right? I'm not going to I'm not yeah. going to look any songs up on this. Uh-uh. 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 I, no, we're I, going we're just sensory. We're just we're we're following our hearts, not I, our ears. I'm going to say Joe Cocker cuz that's the song that I know. So I've got one I mean, I got to go Cocker. I got to go I got to agree with you there. I got to agree with you there cuz I don't know this other song. I okay. assume it's Dean trying to talk to Cass, but we can't confirm that, you know. So we should we should do on your on your personal computer on your laptop. Just Google uh-huh. how to talk to an angel supernatural and see if there's a video from if there's an AMV that is created by this. Just while we are getting the um the votes in, we've got we got we got a third vote. It's three o, four o with a pass. Thurza, that's not. I don't know why you're passing. Thurza, we don't. Nobody cares about this contest. Chris, did I lose you? What are we doing? 
I'm listening to this song, brother. That's taking me away. I'm sorry. Oh, you changing your vote? I don't know, man. This is something else. Oh no, I'm not. I refuse to listen. Oh. I refuse to listen. This guy looks like like um, what's his name? Hunter something or other from Boy Meets World. What's that guy's name? I have no idea what you're talking about. You're a millennial. It doesn't know. Real know real is. ones know. Okay. I gotta turn this off before I. Nineteen eighty three podcast or your third birthday, nineteen ninety three for you. What is what is your third birthday number one song? And I would do anything <laughs> for love, <laughs> but I won't do that. Yeah, meatloaf. Uh, I okay. do anything for love. Okay, okay. What do you got? I have all night long. All night by Lionel Richie. Oh, <laughs> and, oh and, man! And, and let me tell you, Chris, I love me some meatloaf. <laughs> I have, I, I have a I weird affection for this album. Same. <laughs> I have like a weird. I love that song that comes after this song, which is um, "Life Is a Lemon" and I want my money back. That's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's old I man mean, yells I, at cloud dot rock opera dot txt right there. Yeah, I gotta I gotta come in big here and say I actually have a huge affinity for meatloaf. But I also have a huge affinity for Lionel Richie. I mean, like you can't go through life without having a huge. Affinity I used to for go. Me. I used to go to this bar and they had a jukebox and I would put on uh, "Hello" by Lionel Richie. Like every time I went, people were like, "Turn this shit off! What are you doing?" <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. We need a. We, there was a karaoke video of me singing that at some point. I'm thankfully, I think it's gone. I uh, I. I, I think we need if we ever do a soundboard for this podcast. I think it's going to be like "Hello" needs to be "Hello." Okay, yeah. so um, yeah. we've got one, two, three, four votes, five votes for Meatloaf, including me. Chris, what's your vote? Um, I gotta go Meatloaf. Iconic. And that is six. Wow, that's our strongest shutout. All right, um, yeah. we're gonna do we're gonna do two more of these because I feel like we're running yeah, way okay. long in the, in the outtakes okay. at this point. Okay. So, and then we can stretch this out. We can do this next episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can continue it on. Um, fourth birthday, what you got? I'll make love to you like you want me to. What is, uh, that's, uh, I just, Boys to Men, baby. To men. What's the name of the song? I'll make love to you, bro. Well, I didn't, I mean, like, maybe they mix it up but it's like <laughs> jam time or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, jam time for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna put it in you, girl. <laughs> hope you're wet. No, no. I hope, no. I hope you're wet was like the deep cut from the boys to Nancy CD. No. <laughs> uh, can't say that. <laughs> Don't squirt on my couch, girl. Don't you do it, girl. That's a new suede. <laughs> I just bought it. <laughs> oh, oh no! Uh, I didn't know I liked anal play until I met you, girl. <laughs> uh uh. <sighs> every you every had, boys you had to wake me up. Every boys to men song ends with the word comma space girl. By the way, just so you Abs- know. Absolutely, absolutely. I um I like wake me up a whole lot. I think it's a great song. I'm actually going to go boys to men on this. I'm going to go boys to men. Uh, this is tough because mm-hmm. I really like w- the way I just felt singing that boys to men song. Right. But I give me that I chorus really again, love- Chris. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some music over it. I'm definitely. I don't know the next line. <laughs> and I will not let go. Until you tell me. 
That's how it got me something, right? Something like that. I don't know. Okay. Something day and night. I don't know. Um, but you know, my, my vote is actually, it's, uh, I love Wham. I love George Michael, RP. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So I got to go with Wake Me Up before you go. All right. So we've got one, two, three uh, for Wake Me Up and just one. Boys to men. Boys to men. ABC. We get we have a different <laughs> We have weird numbers on this. Okay. Last but not least, our fifth birthday. Uh what is your song? Let me see. I think it is I scrolled up a little bit. I was I was taking a sneak peek. Uh back at it again, Mariah Carey with Fantasy. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a really good one. Mine is We Built This City by Starship. That was voted like what worst song of all time. Um, what? But they it, they they played it a lot at my. We had like an all night party in my high school after graduation. They played this song a lot for some reason. I got like I got high on Burger King chicken nuggets and I danced all night. And and I don't think anyone ever liked me more. They're like, oh, this weirdo. Excuse me. It can actually be social. I'm I'm a little slow. To um, I've, I've had a busy day. Did you just say hi on chicken nuggets? Is that what you just said? Yeah, you just I just had that chicken nugget energy going, you okay. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was I I ate too many chicken nuggets cuz they catered with Burger King. That B&E. <laughs> Shout out to my nu- fucking high school. <laughs> big nugget energy. <laughs> they oh, uh man. yeah, big nugget okay. energy. They catered with Burger King. Uh I was eating those nugs all night long. Uh got on the dance floor and I dan- and I danced my buns off and everybody was just having fun. And a lot of people who I never spoke to just got up and danced in our cafeteria. It was a really weird thing for me to do, but we had fun. So that makes your vote for Starship. Yes. I'm also going to vote Starship. Threnza voted Starship, and we've got Eric voting Fantasy. Um, I got some real bangers four. coming up. Let me tell you, my friend. You <laughs> oh, were, oh dude, no. I, I no way, no, dude. I have nothing but heaters. I, I No way, dude. Willing. Have you seen 1999, Jeremy? 1999. Let me let me scroll. Oh, I gotta go to another page for. Okay, so for 1999, can you believe this shit, dude? Oh man, I've got I've got a good one for 89. Oh, my do you God. have fucking seriously? Are you? I'm assuming getting... that we got the same one. <laughs> oh yeah, smooth, right? Yeah, <laughs> Santana. Okay, I can't believe that. All right, that is um, what is this? We'll this, do that. This, we we'll do that next city. week. Yeah. Unless you want to, I, want, I mean, no, we should we should talk about Supernatural. Yeah. And We're thirty minutes into this. So this was uh okay. So love takes time was was a Chris joint. Private eyes was a J joint. Up where we belong was a J joint. I would do anything for love. That's a Chris joint. Wake me up before you go go. That's a J joint. We built this city as a J joint. Chris, I'm sorry. Four to two, I win. I have the better song. Hey, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Tune in um, next time if we if, yeah. Tune in we, next time. We may or Listen, may not remember how to do this. <laughs> Jess is always making fun of me for uh, how much I love 80s music, so I gotta give it up. Much respect to Jeremy Gurr's birthdays. Mad props to my birthday. Thank you, Mom and Dad, yeah. for that Valentine's Word to your Day mother, get down. You know? I know y'all had some pr- shout out. Appreciate that. No, appreciate that Valentine's Day horizontal mambo that you did. So, do you uh, do you have anything to tell it say in the outtakes, or do you just want to do a podcast? I, I let's talk about supernatural. How this is? It's all downhill from here, man. All right. It's the stupidest fucking shit that we ever did. Yeah, for sure. It was fun, though. <laughs> uh... Okay, let me actually get, like, notes and shit up. I'm not, I'm not prepared for this in any way, shape, or form. Damn, dog. Did you watch this episode? No, I didn't. I never do. Cool. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs>
<laughs> yes, I watched it last night. <laughs> <clears throat>